Chapters 32 through 42 of the Book of Job from the World English Bible. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Job from the World English Bible. Chapters 32 through 42. Chapter 32. So these three men ceased to answer Job, because he was righteous in his own eyes. Then the wrath of Elihu, the son of Barachel the Buzite, of the family of Ram, was kindled against Job. His wrath was kindled, because he justified himself rather than God. Also his wrath was kindled against his three friends, because they had found no answer, and yet condemned Job. Now Elihu had waited to speak to Job, because they were elder than he. When Elihu saw that there was no answer in the mouth of these three men, his wrath was kindled. Elihu, the son of Barachel the Buzite, answered, I am young, and you are very old. Therefore I held back, and didn't dare show you my opinion. I said, Days should speak, and multitude of years should teach wisdom. But there is a spirit in man, and the breath of the Almighty gives them understanding. It is not the great who are wise, nor the aged who understand justice. Therefore I said, Listen to me, I also will show you my opinion. Behold, I waited for your words, and I listened for your reasoning, while you searched out what to say. Yes, I gave you my full attention, but there was no one who convinced Job, or who answered his words among you. Beware, lest you say, We have found wisdom, God may refute him, not man. For he has not directed his words against me, neither will I answer him with your speeches. They are amazed, they answer no more, they don't have a word to say. Shall I wait because they don't speak, because they stand still and answer no more? I also will answer my part, and I also will show my opinion, for I am full of words. The spirit within me constrains me. Behold, my breast is as wine which has no vent. Like new wineskins, it is ready to burst. I will speak, that I may be refreshed. I will open my lips and answer. Please don't let me respect any man's person. Neither will I give flattering titles to any man. For I don't know how to give flattering titles, or else my maker would soon take me away. Chapter 33 However, Job, please hear my speech, and listen to all my words. See now, I have opened my mouth, my tongue has spoken in my mouth. My words shall utter the uprightness of my heart. That which my lips know, they shall speak sincerely. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. If you can, answer me. Set your words in order before me, and stand forth. Behold, I am toward God, even as you are. I am also formed out of the clay. Behold, my terror shall not make you afraid, neither shall my pressure be heavy on you. Surely you have spoken in my hearing. I have heard the voice of your words, saying, I am clean, without disobedience. I am innocent, neither is there iniquity in me. Behold, he finds occasions against me, he counts me for his enemy. He puts my feet in the stocks, he marks all my paths. 
Behold, I will answer you. In this you are not just, for God is greater than man. Why do you strive against him? Because he doesn't give account of any of his matters? For God speaks once, yes, twice, though man pays no attention. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, in slumbering on the bed, then he opens the ears of men, and seals their instruction, that he may withdraw man from his purpose, and hide pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pit, and his life from perishing by the sword. He is chastened also with pain on his bed, with continual strife in his bones, so that his life abhors bread, and his soul dainty food. His flesh is so consumed away that it can't be seen. His bones that were not seen stick out. Yes, his soul draws near to a pit, and his life to the destroyers. If there is beside him an angel, an interpreter, one among a thousand to show to man what is right for him, then God is gracious to him, and says, Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. His flesh shall be fresher than a child's. He returns to the days of his youth. He prays to God, and he is favorable to him, so that he sees his face with joy. He restores to man his righteousness. He sings before men, and says, I have sinned and perverted that which was right, and it didn't profit me. He has redeemed my soul from going to the pit. My life shall see the light. Behold, God works all these things twice, yes, three times with a man, to bring back his soul from the pit, that he may be enlightened with the light of the living. Mark well, Job, and listen to me. Hold your peace, and I will speak. If you have anything to say, answer me. Speak, for I desire to justify you. If not, listen to me. Hold your peace, and I will teach you wisdom. Chapter 34 Moreover, Elihu answered, Hear my words, you wise men. Give ear to me, you who have knowledge. For the ear tries words as the palate tastes food. Let us choose for us that which is right. Let us know among ourselves what is good. For Job has said, I am righteous. God has taken away my right. Notwithstanding my right, I am considered a liar. My wound is incurable, though I am without disobedience. What man is like Job, who drinks scorn like water, who goes in company with the workers of iniquity and walks with wicked men? For he has said, It profits a man nothing that he should delight himself with God. Therefore listen to me, you men of understanding. Far be it from God that he should do wickedness, from the Almighty that he should commit iniquity. For the work of a man he will render to him, and cause every man to find according to his ways. Yes, surely, God will not do wickedly, neither will the Almighty pervert justice. Who put him in charge of the earth, or who has appointed him over the whole world? If he set his heart on himself, if he gathered to himself his spirit and his breath, all flesh would perish together, and man would turn again to dust. If now you have understanding, hear this. Listen to the voice of my words. 
shall even one who hates justice govern will you condemn him who is righteous and mighty who says to a king vile or to nobles wicked who doesn't respect the persons of princes nor regards the rich more than the poor for they are all the work of his hands in a moment they die even at midnight the people are shaken and pass away the mighty are taken away without a hand for his eyes are on the ways of man he sees all his goings there is no darkness nor thick gloom where the workers of iniquity may hide themselves for he doesn't need to consider a man further that he should go before god in judgment he breaks in pieces mighty men in ways past finding out and sets others in their place therefore he takes knowledge of their works he overturns them in the night so that they are destroyed he strikes them as wicked men in the open sight of others because they turned aside from following him and wouldn't pay attention to any of his ways so that they caused the cry of the poor to come to him he heard the cry of the afflicted when he gives quietness who then can condemn when he hides his face who then can see him alike whether to a nation or to a man that the godless man may not reign that there be no one to ensnare the people for has any said to god i am guilty but i will not offend any more teach me that which i don't see if i have done iniquity i will do it no more shall his recompense be as you desire that you refuse it for you must choose and not i therefore speak what you know men of understanding will tell me yes every wise man who hears me job speaks without knowledge his words are without wisdom i wish that job were tried to the end because of his answering like wicked men for he adds rebellion to his sin he claps his hands among us and multiplies his words against god chapter thirty five moreover elihu answered do you think this to be your right or do you say my righteousness is more than god's that you ask what advantage will it be to you what profit shall i have more than if i had sinned i will answer you and your companions with you look to the heavens and see see the skies which are higher than you if you have sinned what effect do you have against him if your transgressions are multiplied what do you do to him if you are righteous what do you give him or what does he receive from your hand your wickedness may hurt a man as you are and your righteousness may profit a son of man by reason of the multitude of oppressions they cry out they cry for help by reason of the arm of the mighty but none says where is god my maker who gives songs in the night who teaches us more than the animals of the earth and makes us wiser than the birds of the sky there they cry but none gives answer because of the pride of evil men surely god will not hear an empty cry neither will the almighty regard it how much less when you say you don't see him the cause is before him and you wait for him but now because he has not visited in his anger 
neither does he greatly regard arrogance. Therefore Job opens his mouth with empty talk, and he multiplies words without knowledge. Chapter 36 Elihu continued and said, Bear with me a little, and I will show you, for I still have something to say on God's behalf. I will get my knowledge from afar, and I will ascribe righteousness to my Maker. For truly my words are not false. One who is perfect in knowledge is with you. Behold, God is mighty and doesn't despise anyone. He is mighty in strength and understanding. He doesn't preserve the life of the wicked, but gives to the afflicted their right. He doesn't withdraw his eyes from the righteous, but with kings on the throne he sets them forever, and they are exalted. If they are bound in fetters and are taken in the cords of afflictions, then he shows them their work and their transgressions, that they have behaved themselves proudly. He also opens their ears to instruction, and commands that they return from iniquity. If they listen and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity, and their years in pleasures. But if they don't listen, they shall perish by the sword, they shall die without knowledge. But those who are godless in heart lay up anger. They don't cry for help when he binds them. They die in youth. Their life perishes among the unclean. He delivers the afflicted by their affliction, and opens their ear in oppression. Yes, he would have allured you out of distress into a broad place where there is no restriction. That which is set on your table would be full of fatness. But you are full of the judgment of the wicked. Judgment and justice take hold of you. Don't let riches entice you to wrath. Neither let the great size of a bribe turn you aside. Would your wealth sustain you in distress, or all the might of your strength? Don't desire the night when people are cut off in their place. Take heed, don't regard iniquity, for you have chosen this rather than affliction. Behold, God is exalted in his power. Who is a teacher like him? Who has prescribed the way for him? Or who can say, you have committed unrighteousness. Remember that you magnify his work, whereof men have sung. All men have looked thereon. Man sees it afar off. Behold, God is great, and we don't even know him. The number of his years is unsearchable, for he draws up the drops of water, which distill in rain from his vapor, which the skies pour down, and which drop on man abundantly. Yes, can any understand the spreading of the clouds and the thunderings of his pavilion? Behold, he spreads his light around him. He covers the bottom of the sea, for by these he judges the people. He gives food in abundance. He covers his hands with the lightning and commands it to strike the mark. Its noise tells about him, and the livestock also concerning the storm that comes up. Chapter 37 Yes, at this my heart trembles, and is moved out of its place. Hear, oh, hear the noise of his voice, the sound that goes out of his mouth. He sends it forth under the whole sky, and his lightning to the ends of the earth. After it a voice roars, 
He thunders with the voice of his majesty. He doesn't hold back anything when his voice is heard. God thunders marvelously with his voice. He does great things which we can't comprehend, for he says to the snow, Fall on the earth. Likewise, to the shower of rain and to the showers of his mighty rain, he seals up the hand of every man, that all men whom he has made may know it. Then the animals take cover and remain in their dens. Out of its chamber comes the storm, and cold out of the north. By the breath of God ice is given, and the breath of the waters is frozen. Yes, he holds the thick cloud with moisture. He spreads abroad the cloud of his lightning. It is turned around by his guidance, that they may do whatever he commands them on the surface of the habitable world. Whether it is for correction, or for his land, or for loving-kindness that he causes it to come. Listen to this, Job. Stand still, and consider the wondrous works of God. Do you know how God controls them, and causes the lightning of his cloud to shine? Do you know the workings of the clouds? the wondrous works of him who is perfect in knowledge? You whose clothing is warm, when the earth is still by reason of the south wind, can you with him spread out the sky which is strong as a cast metal mirror? Teach us what we shall tell him, for we can't make our case by reason of darkness. Shall it be told him that I would speak, or shall a man wish that he were swallowed up? Now men don't see the light which is bright in the skies, but the wind passes and clears them. Out of the north comes golden splendor, with God is awesome majesty. We can't reach the Almighty. He is exalted in power. In justice and great righteousness he will not oppress. Therefore men revere him. He doesn't regard any who are wise of heart. Chapter 38 then Yahweh answered Job out of the whirlwind. Who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man, for I will question you. Then you answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if you have understanding. Who determined its measures if you know? or who stretched the line on it? Whereupon were its foundations fastened, or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut up the sea with doors when it broke forth from the womb, when I made clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness, marked out for it my bound, set bars and doors, and said, here you may come, but no further. Here your proud waves shall be stayed. Have you commanded the morning in your days, and caused the dawn to know its place, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth and shake the wicked out of it? It is changed as clay under the seal, and stands forth as a garment. From the wicked their light is withheld, the high arm is broken. Have you entered into the springs of the sea, or have you walked in the recesses of the deep? 
Have the gates of death been revealed to you? Or have you seen the gates of the shadow of death? Have you comprehended the earth and its breath? Declare if you know it all. What is the way to the dwelling of light? As for darkness, where is its place that you should take it to its bound, that you should discern the paths to its house? Surely you know, for you were born then, and the number of your days is great. Have you entered the treasuries of the snow? Or have you seen the treasures of the hail which I have reserved against the time of trouble, against the day of battle and war? By what way is the lightning distributed, or the east wind scattered on the earth? Who has cut a channel for the flood water, or the path for the thunderstorm, to cause it to rain on a land where no man is, on the wilderness on which there is no man, to satisfy the waste at a desolate ground, to cause the tender grass to spring forth? Does the rain have a father? Or who fathers the drops of dew? Out of whose womb came the ice? The gray frost of the sky? Who has given birth to it? The waters become hard like stone when the surface of the deep is frozen. Can you bind the cluster of the Pleiades? Or loosen the cords of Orion? Can you lead forth the constellations in their seasons? Or can you guide the bear with her cubs? Do you know the laws of the heavens? Can you establish its dominion over the earth? Can you lift up your voice to the clouds that abundance of water may cover you? Can you send forth lightnings that they may go? Do they report to you, here we are? Who has put wisdom in the inward parts? Or who has given understanding to the mind? Who can number the clouds by wisdom? Or who can pour out the bottles of the sky when the dust runs into a mass and the clods of earth stick together? Can you hunt the prey for the lioness? Or satisfy the appetite of the young lions when they crouch in their dens and lie in wait in the thicket? Who provides for the raven his prey when the young ones cry to God and wander for lack of food? Chapter 39 Do you know the time when the mountain goats give birth? Do you watch when the doe bears fawns? Can you number the months that they fulfill? Or do you know the time when they give birth? They bow themselves. They bring forth their young. They end their labor pains. The young ones become strong. They grow up in the open field. They go forth and don't return again. Who has set the wild donkey free? Or who has loosened the bonds of the swift donkey, whose home I have made in the wilderness, and the salt land his dwelling place? He scorns the tumult of the city, neither does he hear the shouting of the driver. The range of the mountains is his pasture, he searches after every green thing. Will the wild ox be content to serve you? Or will he stay by your feeding trough? Can you hold the wild ox in the furrow with his harness? Or will he till the valleys after you? Will you trust him because his strength is great? Or will you leave to him your labor? 
Will you confide in him that he will bring home your seed and gather the grain of your threshing floor? The wings of the ostrich wave proudly, but are they the feathers and plumage of love? For she leaves her eggs on the earth, warms them in the dust, and forgets that the foot may crush them or that the wild animal may trample them. She deals harshly with her young ones as if they were not hers. Though her labor is in vain, she is without fear, because God has deprived her of wisdom. Neither has he imparted to her understanding. When she lifts herself on high, she scorns the horse and his rider. Have you given the horse might? Have you clothed his neck with a quivering mane? Have you made him to leap as a locust? The glory of his snorting is awesome. He paws in the valley and rejoices in his strength. He goes out to meet the armed men. He mocks at fear and is not dismayed. Neither does he turn back from the sword. The quiver rattles against him, the flashing spear and the javelin. He eats up the ground with fierceness and rage. Neither does he stand still at the sound of the trumpet. As often as the trumpet sounds, he snorts. Ah! He smells the battle afar off, the thunder of the captains and the shouting. Is it by your wisdom that the hawk soars and stretches her wings toward the south? Is it at your command that the eagle mounts up and makes his nest on high? On the cliff he dwells and makes his home. On the point of the cliff and the stronghold, from there he spies out the prey, his eyes see it afar off, his young ones also suck up blood. Where the slain are, there he is. Chapter 40 Moreover, Yahweh answered Job, Shall he who argues contend with the Almighty? He who argues with God, let him answer it. Then Job answered Yahweh, Behold, I am of small account. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. I have spoken once, and I will not answer. Yes, twice, but I will proceed no further. Then Yahweh answered Job out of the whirlwind. Now brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you will answer me. Will you even annul my judgment? Will you condemn me that you may be justified? Or do you have an arm like God? Can you thunder with a voice like Him? Now, deck yourself with excellency and dignity. Array yourself with honor and majesty. Pour out the fury of your anger. Look at everyone who is proud and bring him low. Look at everyone who is proud and humble him. Crush the wicked in their place. Hide them in the dust together. Bind their faces in the hidden place. Then I will also admit to you that your own right hand can save you. See now, Behemoth, which I made as well as you. He eats grass like an ox. Look now, his strength is in his thighs. His force is in the muscles of his belly. He moves his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are like tubes of brass. His limbs are like bars of iron. He is the chief of the ways of God. He who made him gives him his sword. 
surely the mountains produce food for him where all the animals of the field play he lies under the lotus tree in the covert of the reeds and the marsh the lotuses cover him with their shade the willows of the brooks surround him behold if a river overflows he doesn't tremble he is confident though the jordan swells even to his mouth shall any take him when he is on the watch or pierce through his nose with a snare chapter forty one can you draw out leviathan with a fish-hook or press down his tongue with a cord can you put a rope into his nose or pierce his jaw through with a hook will he make any petitions to you or will he speak soft words to you will he make a covenant with you that you should take him for a servant for ever will you play with him as with a bird or will you bind him for your girls will traders barter for him will they part him among their merchants can you fill his skin with barbed irons or his head with fish spears lay your hand on him remember the battle and do so no more behold the hope of him is in vain won't one be cast down even to the sight of him none is so fierce that they dare stir him up who then is he who can stand before me who has first given to me that i should repay him everything under the heavens is mine i will not keep silence concerning his limbs nor his mighty strength nor his goodly frame who can strip off his outer garments who shall come within his jaws who can open the doors of his face around his teeth is terror strong scales are his pride shut up together with a close seal one is so near to another that no air can come between them they are joined one to another they stick together so that they can't be pulled apart his sneezing flashes out light his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning out of his mouth go burning torches sparks of fire leap forth out of his nostrils a smoke goes as of a boiling pot over the reeds of fire his breath kindles coals a flame goes forth from his mouth there is strength in his neck terror dances before him the flakes of his flesh are joined together they are firm on him they can't be moved his heart is as firm as a stone yes firm as the lower millstone when he raises himself up the mighty are afraid they retreat before his thrashing if anyone attacks him with the sword it can't prevail nor can spear the dart nor the pointed shaft he counts iron as straw and brass as rotten wood the iron can't make him flee sling stones are like chaff to him clubs are counted as stubble he laughs at the rushing of the javelin his undersides are like sharp potsherds leaving a trail in the mud like a threshing sledge he makes the deep to boil like a pot he makes the sea like a pot of ointment he makes a path shine after him one would think the deep had white hair on earth there is not his equal that is made without fear he sees everything that is high 
He is king over all the sons of pride. Chapter 42 Then Job answered Yahweh, I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be restrained. You asked, Who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered that which I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I didn't know. You said, Listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you will answer me. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. It was so that after Yahweh had spoken these words to Job, Yahweh said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is kindled against you and against your two friends, for you have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job has. Now, therefore, take to yourselves seven bulls and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you, for I will accept him, that I not deal with you according to your folly. For you have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz the Temanite, and Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namathite went, and did what Yahweh commanded them. And Yahweh accepted Job. Yahweh turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Yahweh gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came there to him all his brothers and all his sisters, and all those who had been of his acquaintance before, and ate bread with him in his house. They comforted him and consoled him concerning all the evil that Yahweh had brought on him. Everyone also gave him a piece of money and everyone a ring of gold. So Yahweh blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. He had fourteen thousand sheep, six thousand camels, one thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand female donkeys. He had also seven sons and three daughters. He called the name of the first Jemima, and the name of the second Keziah, and the name of the third Kiran Hepoch. In all the land were no women found so beautiful as the daughters of Job. Their father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. After this, Job lived one hundred forty years, and saw his sons and his sons' sons to four generations. So Job died, being old and full of days. End of the Book of Job